God bless you, my brothers and sisters. We do thank God for each and every one of you that has tuned in tonight with Living the Word with Pastor Clay. We praise God for what the Lord is doing in our lives. We thank God for his grace, his mercy, his love, and praise God for his loving kindness that he has bestowed upon each and every one of us. Let's have a word of prayer before we go into our lesson on tonight. Father God, tonight we love you. We thank you once again for who you are. You are the God of everywhere. And I thank God, Lord, you have never made a mistake. You can't make a mistake and you will not make a mistake. There's no failure in you. And I praise you tonight. We thank God for the baptism in the Holy Ghost. God, your people need a word from you. Send a word to feed your people. And I thank you tonight. God, would you use me? to articulate your word unto the hearers tonight. So we won't only be a hearer, but a doer also. And that way we won't deceive our own self. So we can uh, increase the kingdom one soul at a time. That's our endeavor. That's what we strive to do, is enlarge uh, the kingdom of God through the teach and preach word of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, God, cover me with your blood. I plead the blood of Jesus to cover us tonight. Those that are just getting off from work and just want to tune in, taking a second and third breath. God bless them and keep us now. And Lord, uh, your word is already blessed. Now use me to articulate your word with clarity and understanding. I ask this in Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. Get your Bibles, get your Bibles. Let's go with me. Go with me to 2 Corinthians um chapter 9 second corinthians chapter 9 mm-hmm. and second uh, corinthians chapter 12 i'm sorry chapter 12 and verse 9 i'm going to just read the part of that amen and then we're going to come back and uh finish what we've started um, actually, let's go back to verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. Uh-huh. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Tonight, we want to continue with our lesson God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problem. God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problem. My brothers and sisters, we again, we just, I won't go too far back, but it starts, it all stems from chapter 11. And that 11th, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and Paul's Paul's suffering, through Paul's suffering, it has really supported or it has co-signed for his apostleship. And uh, there was some critical ailments that were in the church of Corinth that Paul had to address. And my brothers and sisters, in this life, especially with leadership, uh, just living a saved life, praise God. You don't want to um, be entangled with the spirit um, that will come a vexation. There's a spirit of vexation that can overtake you you're not careful the enemy he is cunning enough 
He's lying wicked enough that he could slide into our life. The spirit of vexation. Um, Paul had to really um, boast about the things that he went through. You'll find that in chapter 16. I mean, chapter 11, verses 16. And he comments in from that 16th verse. He said, I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool, receive me, that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak yet not after the, after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. He lets us know clearly from the beginning, God has not, has not prompted me to do this and told me, but I just have to bring some clarity and understanding because there was people that were there teaching a false doctrine, false teaching, and they were boasting about their accomplishments and whatnot. And so Paul brings it out clearly that he really had to let them know, listen, I've really been through a whole lot of things. And if anybody has the right to boast, it should be me. But Paul was more, um, he was more defining to the people what grace is. And again, I want you to know tonight and listen to me well that God's grace is large enough to meet us in our problems is large enough. So it picks up and it goes down from 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You, you want to look at verses 21 down through 33. Now, I'm not going to go and revisit all of this, but just um, enough to get us to the point of um, the main thoughts behind the lesson on tonight. And so he talks about his pains, his sufferings, what he's been through and whatnot. And you, you want to underline and mark 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 21 down to 33. All right. So then Paul lets us know that. Um, and can I say, well, he's modesty. He does not mention himself. Um, into the place to where he has put himself above what where God has placed them and the calling on his life. He does not put himself above his calling. My brothers and sisters, when you try to overshadow what God has placed in you because of uh, trying to influence somebody else or trying to brag on um, yourself. Paul was humble enough not to do that, but yet he was able to bring some insight and some life to the people. In other words, put him in check. Follow me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Now, when we get there, I want you to write four points down. Four things I want you to write down. Number one, give God the glory. We'll be talking about that briefly. Give God the glory. Number two, allow the strength of Christ to show up in your life. Allow the strength of Christ to show up in your life. Number three, practice self-evaluation. Practice self-evaluation. And number four, Jesus wouldn't, but Paul did. Let's go to the first point. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 
And I want to look at verses 17 and 18. Verses 17 and 18 um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You have it? Okay, let's read it. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commended himself is approved, but whom the Lord commended. God co-signs. My brothers and sisters, listen to me, listen to me. God co-signs for the things that he has placed in us. God co-signs for the things that he has placed in us. And this is why one of the four points tonight, give God the glory. So write down um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17 and 18. Listen, we are nothing of ourselves. And it is a terrible thing to steal, to try to steal the glory from God. It's the Lord. We know that the Bible is right. The Bible is right. It's the Lord that worketh in us both the will and the do. And listen to the words that at his good pleasure. It's the Lord that works it through. Listen, listen to me. Put, put a pin there. Praise God. When we feel that we're struggling and having complications, and it's to the place that you want to quit and give up, don't you not know it's the Lord that has placed it in you? Go back to them two verses I had. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 17 to 18. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Huh? For not he that committed himself is approved. God has did it himself. He has co-signed for what you're doing. What, what, what's your point, Brother Pastor? How can you get all out of sort with, with the things that are coming down your way? Because God has sent it down your way. Huh? Yes. All power. There, there's all governments, all power and authority is under the rule of God. Nothing is outside of the rule of God. So why is it? Oh, praise God. I hope I can get done with this. Why is it so that we have so much difficulty in Christendom? Huh? Why is it that we, we're, we're, we're scraping, we're gnawing, we're grumbling, and then we act like we're just barely making it? What's up with that? What's going on? Well, let me help you out tonight. I want you to know that your strength comes through your weakness. Huh? Your strength comes in your weakness. And, and, and this, is, um, this is the second point that I had tonight. I said, allow the strength of Christ to show up in your life. How do you allow the strength of Christ to show up in our lives? For, listen, um, listen to me with this one. Do you recall the prayer of Jesus? It's called the Lord's Prayer. And we know that our Father, which art in heaven, how, there, there, there is a um, there's a recipe for a breakthrough prayer. And that recipe, if you follow it, Jesus gave the recipe, which is the Lord's Prayer. So why it's called the Lord's Prayer is simply because Jesus prayed it. Nobody else prayed this prayer. It was a prayer that Jesus prayed, right? Now, that is an example on how to pray. Do you recall when the disciples it was all they was they had got to the place they were so uh, frustrated with themselves? They said, "Jesus, how come we can't pray? We 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 don't pray as we ought to pray." You know, so it looked like to me that our prayers are not getting through. 
And then they asked the question, Lord, teach us how to pray. Huh? Now, my brothers and sisters, watch me now. Jesus' disciples asked the Lord, teach us how to pray. You know what that means? That means there's a lot of folk that don't know how to pray. Huh? Because the Bible said we, and they, they said it, and it's recorded for our, for our learning. We don't pray as we ought to. In other words, when you pray, things happen. Huh? Tell somebody, tell somebody. I said, listen, when you pray, something ought to happen. A prayer should never be a prayer that nothing ever happens. What, what, listen, what kind of prayer is that? It's a waste of your breath. It's a waste of time. And then you're struggling on, on what to say. Have you ever tried to pray and didn't know what to say? You've been so disturbed in your spirit and mind, you don't know how to pray, right? And then when you did pray, it didn't make even sense to you. And then you cut that prayer short. Well, we know right now that that didn't make it. That prayer didn't make it, right? So the Lord said, pray after this manner. Now, when he says, pray after this manner, it gives us our Father. Recognize who he is, huh? Which art in heaven, recognize where he's at. If you notice, everything begins out without asking anything. There's nothing to ask. Huh, help me say, hmm. It seemed like when I prayed, the first thing I talked about, I just started asking from Jump Street. That's not the example that Jesus gave. So if that's not the example, why are you jumping out and asking for everything for the, from Jump Street? Love on, love on God. Let him know how much he's appreciated. Huh? Who he is. What he means to you. Hmm? Hallowed be thy name. Give him all the glory. Now, now watch it now. Thy kingdom come. Put a pin in that. I will remind you again. You cannot. We cannot. The faith family at large cannot Pray a prayer that heaven has not already answered. You can't think of a prayer to pray that heaven has not already answered. Look what Jesus said. Thy kingdom come. Thine will be done. Where? On earth, in us, as it is in heaven. Wait a minute. So the will of God must be embraced. God's will must be accepted in our life. So now we have to fight. Well, oh, praise God. Here, here I go now. The fight comes in. Oh, y'all going to make me do this, don't you? The fight comes in uh, in uh, Romans chapter 7. Here I go. I don't want to go this way. But um, can you turn with me? Where's my readers at? I could save a lot of time. Okay. You got Romans chapter 7. I, and, and I think I want to start at verse 4. Let's see here. Mm. Well, let me help you out. And we have to come back to 2 um, Corinthians. Give me Romans chapter 7. Uh, maybe try. Uh, let's see here. Try verse 14. 7 and 14. 14. Yeah, this is uh, Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. Uh-huh. For we know that the law is spiritual, mm -hmm. but I am carnal, yes. sold, understand. Yes. For that which I do, I allow not. Now, now, now. Trouble. So the trouble is not with the law. Mm -mm. There's, there's no trouble with the Mosaic law. Right? For it's, it's spiritual and it's good. Mm -hmm. So he says, the trouble is with me. Lay your hand on yourself. So I'm the trouble. Now wait a minute. If you're the trouble, then you're if you're the trouble and the will of God has not been manifested, then your prayer is trouble. 
Wow. You're giving God and sending God a troubled prayer. First of, first of all, you don't believe what you've been asking God for. Now, help me say, that's trouble right there. Because you have not, because you ask not, and what you are asking me, you don't even believe it yourself. Wait a minute. I'm going to have a lot of pins tonight, right? Mm -hmm. So wait a minute. You are taking time out. You're upset. You're mad. You're angry. You know, you're torn between two opinions. You just want to get up, pack up, and leave. You know, you, you've been praying for such, such a situation and circumstances, praying for a job, and now things ain't going right. You just want to just go up and just leave everything. Wait a minute. There's trouble in your camp. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So you, so your prayer is trouble. Right? So <clears throat> what the writer is saying, you're struggling with yourself. So there's two spirits in us. There's, there's, there's two laws that are in us. The law of the flesh and the law of the spirit. And they're constantly in battle with each other. Huh? So re- what, what, where are you at now? For what I would, that do I not, but now, what Now, I what, what, what verse are you at? Um, 15. 15. Mm -hmm. And so he says, I really don't understand myself. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't understand myself. Why? For what I, for, for what I want to do, which is right. But I don't do what's right. Come on, read to me. But what I hate, that do I. The thing that I hate is what I'm doing. So then the enemy has you, and then you're, you're troubled, and now you're so upset with yourself, and the only thing you want to do is go up in that little room or go down the steps to that little room, close the curtains, you know, no light come in, now, tell me something wrong with that. When you don't want some light in your room, something wrong with that. Somebody better talk back to me. Huh? When you don't want no light in your room, that means you have been disengulfed with a lot of devilment. The enemy, it has you wrapped around his ugly, I don't know, the fella got hands or not, whatever he got, you're wrapped around it. How can you push the light out? You'd rather receive darkness? But look what the Bible says. When you are the world, you rather you the world loves darkness rather than light. Oh my God. Am I talking to anybody here? Praise Jesus. Read, read, read some more, will you? If then I do that which I would not, I if if I know what I'm doing is wrong, it really shows that I agree. Uh, read. I consent unto the law that it is good. So because I'm doing it, it's good. The Bible said that they will come with men will call good, evil, and evil good. You're embracing everything that God don't want you to embrace. And it's because you don't know the will of God in your life. How can you be torn against two opinions? If God be God, follow him. If you're going to follow him, follow Satan. But you can't love, you can't, you can't love both of them. You're going to love one or hate the other. I, I got to get back to the chapter 12 with Paul, but I had to lay this out. Read. Verse 17. Now then, it is no more I that do it. Now, now, listen, listen. You One day you wake up and say, uh-uh. Remember, listen, there's, there's, there's three parts to man's body, soul, and spirit. And the flesh is constantly worn with the spirit. That's why the Bible gives us instructions and tells us to crucify our flesh on a daily basis. How, how is that possible? The way you eat daily, the way you drink daily, crucify your flesh the same way. How many meals you eat a day, crucify yourself the same way. Huh? Well, I, I fast on Friday. Yeah, you fast, all right. You so fast that your prayers will, you still won't make it to heaven. Well, okay, all right, come on, come on, talk, talk to me. 
but sin that dwelleth in me. So it's a sin that's I'm struggling. I'm struggling in sin. I'm struggling with sin. It's a sin in me. Huh? Read. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh. I, listen, I know. I don't care how much that I invest in my flesh. I don't care how much that I invest in clothing, makeup, uh, being whatever, you know, pampered to the nails and the feet. And this goes on and on and on. I don't care how much you invest in yourself. You have not invested in your spirit. You haven't invested in God enough where your spiritual man is stronger than your flesh. And listen to me. Remember this. Write it down. Keep it close to you. The man that you feed the most is, will always be the most dominating. If you feed that natural man, he's going to be stronger than your spiritual man all the time. That's what your struggle is. But the more you feed your spiritual man, it's nothing to fast. It's nothing to pray when you love you some God. And nobody has to tell you. You get upset when somebody puts you on the fast, tell you how to fast. huh? But then if somebody don't tell you, you'll never fast and pray. But it's, it's a beautiful thing when you volunteer to go before the Lord on your own. And don't tell nobody that you're doing it. Watch. Give me some more and then I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. For I know that in me dwelleth no good thing. Uh-huh. For to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good. I, listen, I want to do. Mm -hmm. Praise God. I really want to do. And, 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 and our lesson tonight again is God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problem. That's our lesson tonight. God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problem. I had to go with Romans chapter 7 because I got to come back to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Huh? And to finish this up. Now, that's where in, uh, should be verse, um, where, where you at? Um, I'll, 19 is the next verse. Go ahead, 19. For the good that I would, I do not. I want to do good. But the evil which I would not. I want to do what is good. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to do what is wrong. I do it anyway. Verse 20. Now, if I do that, I will But if not, I do what I don't want to do, uh-huh. It is no more I that do it. I'm really not the one doing wrong. But sin that dwelleth in it me. It is a sin living in me that does it because you haven't brought your body under subjection. And since you have not brought it under subjection, now it has a free course to dictate to your spiritual man what to do. You have feet that carries mischief. Huh? You have eyes that don't see God, but it's seeing the lust of the world and the pride of life. And the things that you're so wrapped about is you keep complaining about your past, what you didn't have or what you lost. I should have been further ahead. Well, you're not going to be no further ahead if God didn't want you to be that far ahead. Huh? You ought to praise God for the little things. Thank God for what he's done for you. You ought to put a praise on it right now. My, my brothers and sisters, praise Jesus. Don't you understand that some stuff you can't handle yet because you're not spiritually mature to handle it. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how deep you are. Huh? I don't care how much baby you have. Some stuff you cannot deal with in the spirit realm until you get spiritual power from God. That takes work. You have to activate your spiritual man on a daily basis. You have to talk to God. My brother says the people can tell you how much he talk to God. Listen, I don't know how much I talk to him. But I tell you what, if you could ever put a microphone in my car, I don't think I ever stop talking to him. Stop lights. I, do, I don't do a lot of shopping, but every place I go. And sometimes I just meditate. And the Bible says it's right. Psalm 101, meditate. Day and night, and then you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, bringing forth fruit in its season. Huh? Your leaf won't wither, and whatsoever you do, the Bible said you'll prosper. What's wrong with you believing God? Come on, look at somebody say, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you believing God? Huh? Why can't you believe God? All right, one more, then I gotta get back. Um, 
after all of this, jump, jump down to verse, um, give me verse 24. Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am. Oh, what a miserable person I am. I'm just miserable. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who's going to free me from this life that is so been, it's been dominated by sin? Who can deliver me? Who can, de who can deliver me from me? Lay your hand on yourself and say, Self, I'm my worst problem. Who can deliver me from me? See, when you get to that point, my brother says, no, nobody else can help you. See, listen, nobody has to tell you when you're wrong. You know when you're wrong. Nobody has to spend all that time. Why should my blood pressure go up? Just by telling you how wrong you are. Because you feel you fell to receive it. You fail to believe that you're wrong. The first action, praise God, that you want to understand grace is acknowledging before you look at anybody else. When there's a problem, look at yourself first. Maybe I'm the problem. Check yourself out. Instead of you just going off on somebody else. Check yourself out. Huh? And it said, who can deliver me from this? What? Life, this death, this, uh-huh, 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ. I the answer Lord. is Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. The answer of our deliverance is Jesus. Okay, you have that? Now, since I got that out of the way, go back with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. All right? Now, Verse 7, now, and we talked about all the stuff that Paul went through. And he talks about, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to talk foolish. I'm going to talk as a fool because of some foolish folk I'm talking to. Remember, we covered that last time. Now, look what happens. First of all, if you look at verse chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, start reading at verse 1, please. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. Uh huh. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether out of now, the body. Now, now I, listen, I, this, this boasting that I've been talking about um, is really no good, but he said, I, I, I have to go on with it. So I'm really reluctant to tell about tell you about the visions and revelations from the Lord. Read. Mary, I was caught up mm -hmm. in, in the third heaven 14 about 14 years ago. Yeah. Didn't know I was in the body, out of the body, didn't know. Read. <laughs> Only God knows. Only God knows. Uh-huh. Such a one caught up to the third heaven. Yes. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God know it, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for man to utter. Of such a one will I glory yet of myself. Is that verse five now? Yes. And listen, Paul said, man, from that experience, that experience right there is worth is worth boasting about, huh? But I'm not going to do it. Because that part B says, he says, I will only boast in my weakness. Put a pin in that one. I have the right to boast. But I'm only going to boast in my weakness. Now, remember, I gave you four, I gave you four parts now, right? Give God the glory. Allow the strength of Christ to show up. Practice self-examination number four. Jesus wouldn't, but Paul did. You will never find that Jesus boasted at all. But Paul had to do some things because sometimes, you know, in the body of Christ, first of all, there's a competition let me underline this part. When the Bible said that Satan was cast out of heaven and the multitude of his merchandise, 
He has so much merchandise that even he sold a lot to the saints. The Bible is for believers. It's not for unbelievers. So a lot of stuff that is written and whatnot is coming to the church first. It is happening in the church. Huh? And what the merchandise is, would we try to outdo each other? We, and I think I shared about, you know, you, you testify something that God has done for you and someone else will sit down with the spirit of envy and jump up and try to outdo you with your testimony. What kind of dumb stuff is that? We're so much in competition. We can't even rejoice and enjoy each other. We, it's, it's so bad, we can't enjoy each other's blessings. When you really are glad for your brother and your sister being blessed, you know, look at your neighbor's a neighbor. Why I'm so glad about my brother and sister being blessed? Because I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm next in line. Oh, come on, somebody. Thank God. I have to be next in line. Why? We're serving the same God. I know I'm next in line. Huh? So I'm next in line. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Huh? Because you know why? Watch me now. Now you got your blessing. So you can move, go on with your little self. Enjoy your blessing. That means I get to step up. Huh? Yeah, I'm next now. And then when I get my little blessing, I move on and somebody else will step. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Y'all to praise God somebody. We should, we no longer, we and I denounce it. I speak against it being spiritual cannibals. We're eating up each other. Let's encourage each other. Go for it. You get a person, go for it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Show me what you're working with. Hallelujah, God. Huh? Come on, talk to me, somebody. Um, read. Of such a one will I glory yet of myself. I will not glory. Uh-huh. But in mine infirmities. I am going to glory in my... Now, put a, put a pin there. My brothers and sisters, it doesn't take... It takes sincerity to live saved and holy. To get... To be saved, you must get sick of sin. If you don't get sick of sin, you won't, you won't get saved. You're hanging around the church without being saved. You have to be sick of sin. Huh? Case in point. Element, this is elementary thinking. Nobody has to tell you when your tooth, you keep talking about how bad your tooth aches. All right, here we are. You, 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 you told me that in April. You told me that in May. You told me that in June. So you know what? It ain't hurting that bad. You just want an audience. Because when that tooth hurts bad enough, nobody will have to tell you, I think you need to go and see about that. Huh? You're going to beat the car coming out your driveway. You know, y'all got the new car. They back themselves out and stuff. Yeah. You run down the street and forget the car is wet. That's your car to drive. That paint hurt, that paint hurt you so bad, you got to stop turning around and get in your car and then drive. That paint hit you. Y'all ain't talking to me here. Nobody has to tell you. We are living in a time that we want people to pity us, baby us. Huh? Oh, that's a shame. Oh, that's terrible. Ooh, I don't know how you're doing it. The devil is a lie. Huh? Because God's grace is, can y'all help me say that again? God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problem. God's grace is large enough. He's bigger. He's bigger than your problem. God's grace. So Paul's now look at now all of these things 
he's caught up with. And he's really frustrated and he's hurt. Paul is hurt because of the situations in the church. Huh? But God is showing him. God is co-signed for the gifts that he has. Read. For though I would desire to glory, uh -huh. I shall not be a fool. Yes. For I will say the truth. Uh-huh. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeks me I, I, to do. I, I, it, listen, if Paul was saying, if I really wanted to boast, I, I, I'd be no fool in doing so because you know what what uh, me telling you the truth, you know, but I really don't because people are taking the credit for what God is doing. And I don't want anyone to give me credit. Don't give me the credit. Oh, you strong. Don't give me the credit. Oh, look at, ooh, look at what God's doing for you. Don't give me no credit. Huh? Praise God. Do you not know God has no respect of persons? My brothers and sisters, we should not have to look at nobody else all sideways. And then we mumble in our spirits. Do you not know that God even hears when you mumble and grumble? Somebody's crazy. You complaining, driving home. Now, remember, ain't nobody else in your car but you, right? You And you, you driving home complaining. Got your music blasting and complaining. You don't think that God knows that? Huh? And then you come to church. Remember, my God, today we come, we come to church, and we sure enough can play charades, huh? Not knowing that God don't see. The Bible says, "Behold, the eyes of the Lord is in every place." What are you hiding from? David said, "Listen, if I make my bed in hell, He's gonna be there. If I'm able to grow wings and fly to the uttermost parts of the earth, He will be. Where am I going to go?" Come on, give me some more. At least I should be exalted above measure. Now, see, look at neighbors and neighbor. God knows what he's doing. Sometimes the Lord has to put some stuff on you to keep you humble. Huh? To keep you humble. Some things you got to go through to stay humble. Now, there's nothing wrong with you, but some, you know, you know, you got that, you, you know, that little twitch that nobody else sees. You know, you got a little twitch there. You know, there's a little trick, you know, you can, you can kind of swell up. Ooh, look at what I got. You better be careful. And listen, then when you do pray, oh my God. When you do pray, incorporate this with your prayer. God gave me this. And this is not a, this is not a conviction. I'm not going to put my conviction upon you. It's not a conviction. But it's some godly wisdom. Whatever you ask God for, in that prayer, ask God, Lord, whatever you bless me with, don't let it be a hindrance to my salvation. Hmm? You, you ask God for stuff, but what if that's the thing that's going to hinder you from making it to heaven? So listen to what the word says. And, 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 and you know, you're a Bible thumper. You know, what would profit a man to gain the whole world? Well, somebody said, well, you know what? At least I'll be having a chance to enjoy. Well, but eternity is longer than your lifetime. Hmm? And then it changes. You want the stuff. But God says, if you, if you get me, you can get the world. Oh, my God. Somebody, somebody, somebody don't understand that God got some stuff for you. Some stuff you ain't ready for now. And why are you not ready? You keep telling me that I'm ready. I'm not ready. Look at the actions. Look at how you do. Huh? And, and, and the writer brought it about the things that I shouldn't do, the things I end up doing. And you really think you're getting away with it? Ain't nobody saw me. Dumb again. Don't, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't go to Sunday school, did you? Behold, I of the Lord's at every place, right? Right? What can, what can you hide from God? Only the pure in heart. See, when God's grace overshadows you. You're not looking at the problem. 
because God has allowed you to see the problem. And when you see the problem, it's no problem because the problem belongs to God. And if God does want you to do something about it, he'll show you how to handle the problem. Oh, somebody talk back to me. What is it that you can't handle? If God has willed it in your life, then he's giving you the antidote for whatever that may come your way. Huh? So Paul said, listen here. So I would not be exalted above what? Measure? Uh, what? Through the abundance of the revelations. Look at how God used them. Through the uh, what? Abundance. You know what? That's a lot, ain't it? Huh? That's a lot of divine insight that God gave. No wonder that Paul has been called one of the most anointed, powerful preachers and apostles that ever walked this earth. The man was so heavy that they said, they said you know what, Paul, much learning that made you crazy. Man, you crazy as I don't know what. You know? And then Paul said, listen here. First of all, I'm a fool for Christ. And then he said, I'm a prisoner. I'm a prisoner of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, you know, when you become a prisoner, you can't do what you want to do. Oh, my God. Paul said, listen here. I don't want to, I want the Lord just to do what he want to do in me. In other words, Paul was saying, all I want is the Lord to have his way in me. Or oh, somebody open your mouth and come on and tell the Lord. If you really mean it, tell him, Lord, just have your way in me. I don't mind being a prisoner. Lord, have your way in me. Well, you have to go back because everything from chapter 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 21 down through 33, look what God brought that man through. And you think, I think I said on Wednesday night, and you think you got some trouble? Read them. Read that text. Let's finish this one here. Come on. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. There was given to me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I received all of these wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a what? A thorn in my flesh. Read. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, now, he said a thorn. He says a, a thorn. Something a, by the way of punishment, a thorn. Some, was it an outward kind? But it wasn't sin. I want you to underline that. It, underline that verse. And let me, let me deal with that. He says, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. That was what, remember he was called up to the third heaven? And we've seen some things, right? Vision, right? He said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. First of all, it was not sin. Don't forget, my brothers and sisters, a house divided against self cannot stand. So it wasn't that Paul sinned. Huh? It wasn't that Paul was out of the will of God. It kept him humble. Huh? Remember I said, listen, what the devil meant for evil, God would turn that thing around. So what the enemy, remember it said the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal? Huh? But they're mighty through God. That gives us the power to pull, pull down strongholds. Is that right? Now, Paul is going through, and, and, and some, some theologians say, well, Paul, it was a physical problem. He had um, um, glaucoma. Some said his blood pressure was crazy high, but he had an infirmity in his flesh. Whatever the case is, I don't know, you know, I don't know. But what was given to him kept the man 
humble. Now, what does that mean? If the time comes, if it had not, maybe it has came and is gone now. So you can attest to this. You can praise God for it. That ailment, that situation, that uh, pause in your life, that came timely enough to elevate you on another level of your spiritualism. And that has given you a greater anointing even in your prayer life. Huh? And the thing did not come to silence you. But it came, grace came to make you better. Somebody shout loud, better. You keep measuring how large your problem is. But tonight, God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problem. Huh? Paul said, now look, the man, listen, the man was anointed. But look what happened with his anointing. Now watch me. He didn't lose his anointing because he was going through. Huh? Now look at verse 8. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. So listen, it hit him enough, intense. It was, it weighed him. He was weary. It was difficult. Huh? And he knew it came of a messenger from Satan. It shows you how God will allow things to happen. I keep trying to tell you. God is the devil's boss. Huh? Can I say it one more time? I know y'all know this already. But there's nothing wrong with repeating it. You know, you were told when you were little, eat your food. Eat your food. How many times you've been told that? Yeah. It'll make you big and strong. Some of us are so... Well, anyway. <laughs> Listen, in verse 8, talk to me. That I might depart, that it might depart from me. I asked God three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. And every time I asked God to take it away, the only thing he said, Amen. my grace is all you need. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. What, what does that mean? You know, we, we know grace is unmerited favor. Wait a minute. Grace is unmerited. You didn't earn it. You didn't buy it. Grace is un, unmerited. Nothing you could have did or said merit God's grace. But grace is an unmerited favor. See, when you have favor with God, God will give you grace. See, you thought it was the things that brought you through. It was grace that brought you through. Huh? Paul was going through. He said, God, I listen, have you ever been there that you asked God more than one time about the same problem? And how many times that God didn't answer you? <laughs> how many times that you didn't get an answer and you keep wailing and crying out? Listen, you got to be very careful. See, when things don't come, because remember, you, you, you're, you're the type of the one that you got to have your hands on everything. You got to have. So what God will do, God will, Send an angel and smack your hand. Make you, ooh, that hurt. Take your hand off of it. I'm about to crash. Who said you was about to crash? Didn't I pick you up? Didn't I bring you out? Didn't I give you what you have now? Huh? Didn't I make you the head, not the tail? If I did it yesterday, why don't you, why don't you believe me today? 
if my grace brought you through yesterday, you don't think it'll take you further? See, you want to control everything. See, remember we talked about Romans, you know, the things that I would want to do, I don't do it. Because you keep wanting to control stuff. And you keep saying, I, I, that, I ain't like that. Shut up. Yes, you are. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I didn't think I was like that. Yes, you, you knew every bit of it. It's in your DNA. You just can't, remember Mother Reed, you, just, you got that can't help it. And every time the Holy Ghost want to put you in check, you keep denying it. Why not wake up and say, listen, it's me, oh Lord. It's Lord, it's me. Huh? Oh my God. Listen, the reason why we're going through so much, and I keep telling you, and I've said, I'll share it again. I'm a wounded healer. I wonder if there's any, any wounded healers in here. I've been wounded so much, but my wounds are to help heal somebody else. So I am a wounded healer. Come on, look at somebody. Are you have you been have you been hurt? You've been wounded? Tell the neighbors, the neighbor, I'm just nothing but a wounded healer. God has placed me to heal other folk. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Paul went through to heal somebody else. Actually, he's healing us now through his own testimony. Well, praise God. Oh, my God. See, for the record here, Paul said, I asked the Lord. I did not deviate because this thing is messing me up. I was just, since missionaries, I was just caught up to the third heaven. And when I came down, look, you know, here, here it is. Now I got a thorn in the flesh. Now, how can I be caught up and anointed and then suffer? That doesn't make any sense, does it? But God always knows what he's doing. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? See, that's when, oh my God, here we go again. With that, uh, with that precious oil that you have, that's the squeeze. That's the press. Huh? Oh my God. And that hurts. Ouch! Ouch! That hurts. You know, let me tell you this real quick. I went to the dentist and, uh, you know, and uh, had to get a tooth pulled out. And the dentist he said, well, okay, I'm going to shoot you with this stuff and I'm going to wait for a little bit and I'm going to come back and make sure everything's okay. I said, okay, go. Cool. All right, Doc. Shot me. And uh, open up. Touch it. Ooh, uh -uh. It hurts. Okay. Shoot it again. Wait a little bit more. When they went back, I got back out, came back in, touched it again. Oop, that hurts. They hit me about eight, nine times. That thing was still alive. My point was, when she thought, help me say, when she thought, that I had enough in me that there's no way in the world that, that that thing could be alive. She hit that thing. When she hit that thing, both my feet went up and I hollered. She jumps back, scared of half to death. You talking about hollering? And it wasn't the Holy Ghost talking either. I'm trying to tell you something. Look at your neighbor's and neighbor. Some stuff is so deep that other people think that it's dead, but it's still alive. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Only God has that Novocaine to kill that thing. See, some things only come out through fasting and praying. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Huh? That thing's going to come out of you. Oh, praise Jesus. See, some things are still alive. Only God can do it. Huh? Let me close. I got one minute left. So he said, I asked the Lord three times. And what he said was what? My grace is sufficient for thee. My, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Wait a minute. I'll close with that one. My strength is made perfect in weakness. The strength, my strength is made, I am perfected through my weakness. God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problems. Listen, I want to thank God for each and every one of you that stopped in tonight. And I thank God for you. Don't think it's over yet. Get in the will of the Lord. God got great things for you. You're made strong through your weakness. I, I know you're you taking a, a, a catalog report of all the stuff you've been through, all the people that's mistreated you, all the things. And you, you, you really think that, you know, you shouldn't 
go through this stuff or it should be better for you. But listen to what the word says. Paul said, my strength is made through my weakness. I asked God and God said, just my grace is sufficient. When God says that's all you need, my grace is sufficient for thee. And we know the outcome of Paul's life. It was the grace of God that brought him through. And Paul understood it and thanked God for the writings. Thank God for those that sat down and penned the a man, his life and pinned what he went through. And it was for our betterment and not our bitterment. So tonight, my brothers and sisters and you that are viewing us, God's grace. I want you to know tonight, God's grace is large enough to meet you in your problem. Thank God for stopping in and being with us tonight and living the word with Pastor Clay. God bless you.